Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome again to another episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists. Now, since we launched our podcast, we've been getting a lot of emails expressing both support and exasperation. People seem to feel that our definition of what it means to be a contemporary artist is way too narrow and doesn't quite reflect the intellectual fluidity that exists in this post-post-postmodern era. So, after some soul-searching and consulting with a few of my younger, hipper producers, I've decided to branch out and cast a wider net around our creative community. So, this week, I'd like to pay tribute to a very important aesthetic theoretician. Many of my listeners undoubtedly know of the important work of the recently deceased Italian scholar, Raimonda Modi. Now, Modi is known much more for her unusual lifestyle than for what has been described as her tuneless, overly didactic academic prose. Apparently, she felt much more at home sipping Campari and soda at Café Greco on Via del Condotti than lecturing to her bored yet adoring students at Università Pontificia. Now, Raimonda published a lot in her lifetime, but probably because of her gender, very little of her work was considered significant to the European neo-Barthian post-Foucaultian discourse. One extremely notable exception can be found in a piece she allegedly scribbled while waiting for a CAT scan and published in the obscure Italian periodical La Scorreggia, titled Dialettica come un raccolto in contanti. Now, let me pause here for a minute, because I've heard this title translated in a few different ways. In, in, in the Basel Review a few years back, I saw it as um, dialectic as a cash crop. I sort of like that one. In the London Review, where it appeared in the 1995 Christmas edition, it was simply called Bonanza. And most recently, in the audiobook version of the Ontario University Press's Best Essays Anthology, which parenthetically features a superb narration by Sophia Lagrimar. The essay was called A Question of Time, time being spelled T-H-Y-M-E. Anyway, in the essay, Raimonda Modi famously argued that corrupted, now listen carefully, corrupted idioms carry greater conviction and are more resolute when the shared responsibility of language loosens its empirical dominance. Now, I'm I'm not entirely sure what that means. I didn't actually read the essay myself, but I saw that specific quote from Wikipedia. Anyway, I understand that at the time when she wrote that, it was considered pretty 
pretty darned revolutionary. Apparently, the concept of corrupted idioms is still being debated today, although now only within the discipline of semiotic feminist studies and only in the United States. Now, according to Facebook, where I actually found a page devoted to Raimonda Modi that's managed by a group of graduate students from CalArts, the corrupted idiom postulate, that's what it's called now, the corrupted idiom postulate, has long been refuted by more recent findings, specifically those of Laclasse and Germain. Yet, Despite the very persuasive consensus in their favor, there still remains a cult, if you will, of Raimonda Modi loyalists who refused to budge. It, it seems to be a generational thing. Older scholars are much more attached to the Laclasse and Germain school of thought, while the younger generation, especially those who identify with the LGBTQ community, are much more sympathetic to Raimonda Modi. <laughs> ah, we live in such interesting times. Well, that's it for now, but I promise you we'll talk a lot more about gender issues in future episodes of The Lives of Contemporary Artists.